In the unprecedented times of the 2020 pandemic, our country's digital divide became widely exposed and the effects of increasing economic and digital inequalities became more apparent. As the founder and president of a technology firm, Ed Christmas questioned the reason for this, as well as the underrepresentation of blacks in the field of technology and entrepreneurship. On this podcast, Ed Christmas talks with guests about what is their why and the road they are on to bring our society to a place of greater economic and digital equality while sharing the good news of those making a difference. Welcome to The Road to Why, presented through the partnership of Cisco and Sology Solutions, a proud member of the African-American Cisco partner community. Welcome to The Road to Why, where we highlight individuals and organizations that are making a difference and have an impact on our communities. I am your host, Ed Christmas, and today I'm pleased to have joined me two fabulous gentlemen, Rodney Woods, CEO of Playbook Investors Network, and Dean Jones, venture partner for Playbook Investors Network. Gentlemen, welcome. Glad you could join me today. Yeah. How are you? Hey, great. Wonderful. Awesome. Wonderful. <laughs> Happy to be here us. today. <laughs> Happy to be seen today. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I haven't had a chance to catch up with you. I don't know, Rodney, if you know, I know Dean for 25 plus years. So yeah, we, we, we go way back. Yeah. So a little bit about the show. We try to have uh, true dialogue around um, underserved communities, okay. uh, MBEs, mm -hmm. uh, brown and black communities. And people that are making a difference. Uh, you came to mind speaking with Dean, and I would like you to share with the audience a little bit a little bit more about the Playbook uh, Investors Network. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the again, Ed, thank you so much for having Absolutely. us. So we don't mind speaking the truth here. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, about, you know, minority businesses and the struggles that minority businesses have and really trying to gain access to capital. Mm -hmm. So when we started with uh, Toyota back almost 20 years now, we were working with uh, Toyota and, and hiring and finding their minority suppliers. But upon doing so and building plants with Toyota, we discovered that was a, a huge void. You got a lot of good qualified minority businesses, but they really didn't understand how to gain access to capital. So they could stand on their own merit and build, you know, a, a new car or, you know, become a headliner company mm -hmm. or, you know, plastic injection mode and all that kind of stuff. And then it just kept growing. It just kept growing and growing and growing. And you start to see all the struggles pretty much across all 50 states. If you're a minority-owned business and you work with a major corporation, i.e. Microsoft, you know. <laughs> all of them. You know, or Volkswagen or Pepsi or Coke. You know, you're a good company, but you're just struggling to do two things. I need to hire some good people, right? right. I need some money. Scale. Need capital. Need scale, right? Or I got to buy equipment. I got to purchase equipment so I can continue to keep up with the demand and this, that, and the other. And that's the struggle. That's absolutely. really the struggle in the minority business community. And, and no matter all businesses, all that business, size, absolutely. Uh, struggle with capital. Yeah. So, so why is this? And I'm going to add to that. It <laughs> seems like African-American businesses struggle even more yeah. in that area. Yeah. So share your thoughts on that. Well, uh, my thoughts, and, and this is a personal <laughs> thought, <laughs> right. is because, you know, you didn't understand finance. Okay. You, you truly didn't understand finance. And even if you went to college, and you have finance, that's okay, but it's a different animal when you get into business okay. and understand the things that you got to have to gain access to finance so that you can purchase human capital okay. or equipment. 
So I'm, I'm just going to challenge him there, Dean, because you see this in the mortgage industry also, and I know you have a real estate background. Yeah. Right? So you have the same situation, and you talk about access to capital is one thing, yep. but I'm going to add to it, Nat, the cost to capital. So studies, research have shown the cost to capital is uh, multiplied depending where you are in the food chain. And, and that, again, true. once again, our cost to capital is a lot higher. Well, the risk. You don't want to take risks. Some... Okay. some so let's look at the debt side of things, right? You start looking at the banks or you're looking at private equity, or you're looking mm -hmm. at VC or you're looking at family offices or, you know, what have you, right? So most companies don't want to take a chance on giving this black company money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just keep say it like, real. Yeah, right. you said keep it real, right? right. Absolutely. But if you don't have the right tools or you don't have the right ask, most companies are not going to take a chance on trying to give you a million, two million, ten million dollars. Right. You know, even though there's a risk associated with every dollar that anybody gives you, yep. right? But they don't want to take that risk. Right. And that's where you guys come into play. You're yep. helping these companies kind of uh, reduce the risk that they're presenting to the yeah. banks. Yeah. Right. You. you want to minimize that risk, you know, because you want you want a company to feel good knowing that they don't get a return, right? Right. So you do have to button up a lot of things when you're in business, you know, and, that, and some. You know, minority businesses in particular sometimes don't have all the taxes done mm. or don't have all your balance sheet, your P&L and balance sheets done correctly, right? So sometimes you got to go back in and clean those things up. And then now that COVID's hit, mm -hmm. you know, people had to pivot, right? So a lot of businesses pivoted and, and go in different directions. So now you got you to add new instruments in there, mm -hmm. key personal insurance policies, nice. succession plan. Right. So you had a lot of people that expired during COVID, no succession plan no key person insurance. Mm. So the business just kind of go up in smoke, right? right? So it's a lot of things that has to be, you know, education put out front, in front of any business. And it's not just minority business. This is just any business because COVID changed the game for a lot of people, right? Got it. Yeah. So as you know, I'm with Sology Solutions. Uh, we're part of Cisco's African-American uh, Cisco partner community. Yeah. Right. And there's roughly 50 companies that all face with the same thing. Absolutely. They challenge Cisco every day, bring us some financing, who could help? Uh, different companies have come in. So my question to you is, how do we get PIN involved into that group? Because I would definitely yeah. like to get you into Well, to so, so the thing that we wanted to do with PIN was make this not like a challenge to any business or any individual company on the ground. It's an added value to everybody because everybody needs to really gain access to capital or they got to get contracts. Two things in business. You're trying to gain access to capital or gain access to contracts so right. you continue to scale and grow your business, right? So we wanted to make this thing totally affordable, $19.99 a month to join the PN community. So it's mm. pncommunity.org, right? Got it. But you get in the PN community, you get subject matter experts, real experts in real industries, like Dean is an expert in, in technology, mm. you're an expert in your field, real, real experts. I'm not, you know, like harping on AI and everything else, right? right? And, and chat GPT and all the other stuff, but you need real human people who really mm -hmm. experienced it, who really been through it, right? That can really work with you and really educate you on the tools that you need to have to gain access to this capital. So you join PN Community, www.pncommunity.org. Awesome. Yeah, it's on your iPhone, your Android, your iOS pad. So we want to bring this thing like social media today mm -hmm. to your fingertips, Got it. right? Everything is at your fingertips now. You can do it into, into the confinement of your own home. You can do it on the train. You can do it on the bus. <laughs> you can do it anywhere you want to. You don't even have to be afraid to ask the question now because it's just you and that expert or you inside that community learning certain things that you like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that this existed. I didn't know that if I go to the bank 
and I pretty much get money from the bank, I got to have a key personal insurance policy. Mm -hmm. What is that? Yeah. Right? Where Those do I get it? Yeah. Right. yeah. So, Dina, add to that your role as the venture, uh, venture partner. Uh, how do you engage in these clients? Well, when I look at, at the market, I, I look at it from this perspective. A lot of the businesses that I work with on a daily basis are startups. Mm. And I try and our team tries to meet startups where they are, whether they're an angel startup or they're getting ready to exit to go to the IPO. So we align our strategy with their strategy and try to help them to the finish line. So a lot of what you were talking about earlier, you mentioned that your company is a Cisco partner. We are Cisco partners. Mm. So we try to engage companies in how do you scale your company, how do you grow, and then how do you get global, mm -hmm. right? And as you know, people struggle with that concept, right? Companies struggle with that concept on a daily basis because if you look at a company like Cisco, for instance, mm -hmm. Cisco is not the company that it is without partners, right? right? And then how do they work with us as African-Americans, right? Mm -hmm. Because technically we're not there. Right. You know, it's how do you get people to understand that, hey, to be a Cisco partner, you need to be certified, right? right? right. If you're deploying voice or optical, mm -hmm. you need to be certified in those fields, right? And, and in the importance of that, right? And then the upgoing knowledge that training. goes with that, right? And the training that goes with that. And then... That's something that you don't learn when you're in college, right? right? You, you're out here, you're getting real world experience, but that's one thing that we recognize at, at Microsoft. So I just finished a seven year stint working with um, the Microsoft startup team. And we recognized really fast that A, we needed to help educate <laughs> black and minority partners on how to partner with the likes of us yeah. because if you're not ready to have that conversation, no one's going to be willing to partner or take you into yep. a C-level conversation yep. to get new business or like Rodney said, to get a new contract, right? Yep. So it's how do you educate people and prepare people's minds for that whole concept of partnering, alliances, and just the concept of how to obtain new business and how to scale and grow your yep. business. And not just here in the United States, because a lot of us, we focus on this market, but there's a whole market right. outside this country, yeah. right? You, you've got Africa. You know, you have to look, look where the dollars are going, yeah. right? So Microsoft invested $6 billion in Africa because they've made some bets. Right. They've made some assumptions that are coming to fruition for them. It's like, okay, Africans, as far as, you know, the nations that are there are growing exponentially. Right. There is no... Um, I would say on families, there is no blockage as to many how many children they can have, right? Mm -hmm. So their, their populations are growing exponentially. So they're looking at the potential for markets, right. for their services, for the Xbox, for software. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at that, right? And then how do you as a startup or as a company fit into that model, right? right. And, and try to obtain business by either reselling Microsoft or reselling your solution into that or co-selling into that environment. Right. No, I get it. So <laughs> it sounds like in addition to access to capital, you're basically, I would say, training, teaching entrepreneurship yeah. for these businesses that uh, I don't want to say would fail otherwise, but just don't have a full understanding of running a corporation and scaling 
is a big piece because yeah. you, you could run a business that's a five or ten million dollar business. That doesn't mean you could run a hundred million dollar business. That's right. right. That's right. So uh, one of my, uh, I guess, aspirations is to bring uh, that type of teaching of entrepreneurship and tech centers into underserved communities. And I'm looking for our tech mm -hmm. uh, corporations, the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Cisco's to kind of partner in that. So I know on your website, you mentioned a lot of partners you have in technology, Dean, and I know this is your area. So how are your technology partners playing uh, in your cause and helping you guys? Well, in, I mean, in the real concept of, of business, they're all lacking, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone you see has mentioned or made an announcement that they're going to put X amount of funds out on the market. Mm -hmm. Have they put it all out? No. Mm -hmm. Have they tried to put any out? Yes, right? Mm -hmm. But it's up to people like you and us. the people at this table, us, right, to challenge them at every prospect because at the end of the day, we need access to capital, right? Mm -hmm. But we need these tech companies to be on board mm -hmm. because they're saying, hey, I need you to be certified on my technology. Mm -hmm. We're ready to make that investment, right. but what are you going to do to reciprocate, right? right? How are you going to help us to grow our businesses and scale our businesses so we become global names like yours, right? right? So that's the key, right? Just educating and being educated and open to knowledge. Yeah. Because, I mean, at some level, we're all spiritual, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and the Bible says, hey, you should seek knowledge, right? right? And, and we should be open to learning. Uh, I consider myself a lifelong learner, Absolutely. right? Just learning not everything just about tech, but business in general. I mean, I have lawyers in my family. Right. I, I'm married to a doctor. Right. You know, I'm, I try to learn as much as I can about because technology in, in what everywhere. we're calling the digital transformation, it's everywhere. Yeah. Software is everywhere. Yeah. You're not going to avoid it. So, you know, I hear people talking about you know, project management, right? And I always, you know, when I'm teaching, um, you know, I mentor a lot of um, young men. And I'm always teaching them, hey, no matter if you're a lawyer, guess what? You're gonna see clients. Mm -hmm. If you're a doctor, you're gonna see patients. Right. If you're a lawyer, if, if, if you're anyone who manages cases, you're gonna, or if it's healthcare or legal or business, you need to know how to project right. manage, right? Right. So why aren't you a member of PMI? Yeah. You know, just using basic logic against them, it. right? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you need to understand this whole concept of business because at the end of the day, this is what you're going to be measured against. Whether someone trusts you to build a relationship with or understands that you're trying to de-risk what we talked about earlier, right? It's People don't understand this basic premise. When people make bad decisions in business, people get fired. Yeah, no. You know, people get fired. We understand that. You know, so it's like. We understand. But every startup is, is under the assumption that they have the best solution for that customer. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, you have to understand the environment that you're going into because if somebody makes a bad decision on your product, yeah. guess what? Yep. They probably get fired. Yep. So I think I'm going to take away from that, Dean, is hold these companies to the, their feet to the fire. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah hold yeah. them accountable. Uh, have you been able to do that? Yeah, so we work closely. Like, and, and you know, it's, it's a typical thing that you have DNI pretty much 
and all these major corporations. I think you got 1,700 plus publicly traded companies mm -hmm. that say, hey, I believe in diversity and inclusion, right? And you have a diversity manager at, at most of these corporations and they don't have enough bandwidth to serve everybody, but they have a diversity manager there saying, hey, I'm looking for these minority qualified vendors, right? And then you go out and you try to find these qualified vendors. Some gonna qualify, some not gonna qualify. Some may get an opportunity, some may not. We just try to bring it in where like, if we can get more companies educated on the process, like, like Dean said, educated on the process of what they really looking for mm -hmm. and how it really works. And then if you need to go get capital, you know, that kind of stuff. That's when we really try to strengthen a lot of these companies though. But the only way you can do that is definitely communication and relationships mm -hmm. and you've got to stay in the game, right? I, I tell people every day, you just can't sit at home and just think it's gonna happen. Right. No, absolutely. You know, you, you bring up DEI. It's a it's a right. hot topic. I think every show I've had, yeah, it it comes up, yeah. and, and you know what's going in our political system. Yeah. It almost right. uh, the threat of being an MBE is going away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. we got to revisit that, and that's a whole nother show. Yeah. But I uh, wanted to bring up research shows. If you talk about the workforce, age uh, sixteen to fifty-five. Uh, that is in the workforce, 10% of that population, they own their own business. And it, it's interesting to me, we're always at the bottom. We haven't always been at the bottom, but now it's, of course, non-minorities. Right. Uh, the next one that's surprising to me is Native Americans. And yeah. that's a whole nother yeah. discussion of how yeah. they're getting access to capital. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we don't touch all the <laughs> So when you, work at, when you work in this space here, you get a chance to touch everything that's on the ground yeah, that's trying right. to scale. Right. Right. Because everybody's listening. Right. And if you need, all you got to do is say, I got access to capital. Guess what? Yeah. Most people are going to listen to you if you represent the right thing. Right. Got it. So, so then it's Asians, Latin America, yeah. and yeah. African American. Oh, definitely. Right. Uh, and what's shocking, if you look at history, you know, go back to 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. you know, Black Wall Street. Yeah. We know how to run businesses. We run communities. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, yeah, it's in the news never, now. Right. You know, uh, what was that, 1866, burnt down all yeah, their right. businesses, all their homes. Do you think we've gone away from that? Are, are we fearful of building that back up? Like, why have we tend to move away from uh, self-sustaining communities? Yeah. So when I, yeah. when I look at history, right, I look at recent history as far as when I was in college. The biggest thing out there was apartheid in South Africa, right? Mm -hmm. And what brought it home for me is um, my aunt owns her own law firm in, in Bermuda. That's mm -hmm. where I'm originally from. And she was talking about um, this brewery, and it happened to be African-owned, mm -hmm. black African-owned. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it made me think about it, because when we as a people were forced to buy and only do business with ourselves, wouldn't we? Wouldn't that make us billionaires? Mm -hmm. Because it's more. It's set the, the population of South Africa right. is seventy five percent minority, yeah. right? right? So I never thought of it in that in that light before, but it it just made sense, right? It's like okay, if you can only do business with your own, it, it stands to reason there's going to be some millionaires in there, mm -hmm. right? And some billionaires, right? Because that's where the money is, but. I look at it from this perspective. If, like when you see now the Indian population, um, the East Indian population moving to this country, they have opened up their own markets, their own supermarkets, they've opened up their own restaurants, they have grown exponentially. And, and we, we talk about it all the time. 
um, they open up a new cricket stadium out there in Grand Prairie. Yeah. It's like, okay, when do we start thinking like that, right? When do we start understanding that if we come together, because the only time when, when it seems like we come together is when we're spending money, mm. right? Because um, there's a Nielsen report that exists that shows if black Americans were a nation, just black Americans, not black people from yeah, Africa, yeah, Africa or black people from the Caribbean or South America. We would be the 16th largest nation. With GDP and all of that. Yeah. That is insane. No. You know? Those yeah, numbers. But I, I, and, and I also look at it a little differently, too, you know, and I, I, I champ what, what Dean's saying, but I think now with society, right, the way it is today, especially with our young, you know, entrepreneurs, right? we look at things differently, right? We, we don't value what we used to value back mm. in the day, right? And, and I look, and Dean and I talk about this all the time, you know, a lot of young entrepreneurs, if they get knocked down, they don't get back up like we get up mm. and keep getting it, right? So the fight's not the in fight's them. The fight's not in them, right? But also, technology is so big, like, like we're talking about now, technology is big for everything. Everything you do is technology, mm -hmm. right? And it's not sexy. Mm. It's not sexy to own a manufacturing plant that's making our shirts or right. making the LED lights in this building or making these cameras or making these cups or making this microphone. It's not sexy, but this is where the money's at. Yeah. So we got to like really start to retool, regroom a lot of our young entrepreneurs too, that they can right. own this stuff. But let's take it a step further. Yeah. Food is not sexy. Right. Yeah. Beverages are not sexy. Right. Yeah, but people are making a ton of money. But people right. are making a ton of money. Right. So I always put it in. Well, I'm going to jump in there. <laughs> On the alcohol side, we are jumping in there. Yeah. yeah. Look all the yeah. different tequilas. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, a little bit. Vodkas. Yeah. That's the liquor side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have a good time. They make money too. <laughs> but, you know, we, like at Microsoft, um, for the last seven years, we forged a, a relationship with USDA yeah. trying to help um, engage black farmers and also um, the universities, the land-grant foundations, um, that, I mean, the land-grant schools that are part of the foundation, right? Well, hold that thought, though. <laughs> what happened to the black farmers? Because we were great farmers, right? right? Yeah, That's but, gone. And, that, they, didn't, they lost access to they, capital. They lost access to capital <laughs> because I, I remember one time, and I don't know if I shared with Dean a lot, a couple years back, way before COVID, uh, we went to Chase. And Chase was trying to do a lot with black farmers, but they were uneducated, right? Mm. And it was it was sad to see it because they really, and they, I even think about my own grandfather from Tyler, Texas, you know, had cattle and horses. And even me as a young kid, I didn't want to have access to none. I didn't want to do it, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm playing basketball. Right, that's I'm not dirty. Run a farm, right? You know, that kind of stuff. But when you look at it now, we just don't know. Mm. You know, when you really don't know something, you just don't know it because you're not, you didn't really come up with that type of stuff, right? And so now the farming is kind of gone, and 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 the access to capital definitely gone, right? Yeah, so now you, yeah, you you got to retool, you got to regroom. Right. So, Rodney, uh, I read where you said starting pen um, was your way to give back. That's my way. So I said, you know, this is where he found his why. So can you kind of take us on that road or that journey of how you got to that point where you said, you know what, I want to give back. Yeah. You know, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, and I'm going to do the same with you, Dean. Like, what got you to where you are now? Yeah, so uh, my upbringing in Nashville, Tennessee, you know, by way of coming here like every other athlete, you know, with a, with a dream, playing NBA mm. basketball or whatever sport you play. Right. So I came here trying to play basketball here with Dallas Mavericks, got hurt, and then I got in law enforcement. Mm. And then from law enforcement, then, you know, I got bit by an entrepreneurial bug and, and kind of, you know, got a chance to see stuff I'd never seen before. Like I said, I didn't even understand 
who makes our cars. I mean, mm -hmm. you know it's a Toyota brand or BMW or whatever it is, but so I didn't know how it was made, right? And then when I started going to restaurants and we eating at Denny's and stuff like, cause I'm working with these corporations, I'm looking at all these different suppliers to make all this stuff that we eat, that we use, that we wear, you know, that we drive. And we're not doing none of that, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I said, man, I really want to be able to give back to these companies. I've now gotten introduced to it from a diversity standpoint. Mm -hmm. Because when I worked with Toyota, I remember Toyota said, hey, Rodney, we love what you do for us. But if you don't get certified as a minority business, mm. we're not going to be able to pay you any more money. Got it. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, because we want to count your spend. I'm like, count my spend? Well, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, right. what, what do you mean? Yeah. It's well, Rodney, we need to make sure that you really, truly certify as a minority business, blah, 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 and we don't count spend. I'm like, man, I got my NAACP card. I'm I'm right. a lifetime member, right? Does that <laughs> right. not tell you? I'm, right. I'm who I am. But they want to put it on their books. Right. And yeah. it's a, it's a, and I, I shared this with you. It is a game. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a deep game, but it's a game because these corporations want to say, hey, I'm putting back in the community because I got this vendor who's mm -hmm. making our products and doing blah, 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 that we're giving back. Mm -hmm. So I said, I want to give back too. And then when I got my business partner, Tracy McGrady, and I, I give Tracy McGrady a lot of credit for believing in me too. To, to get me on that road because I didn't have the access to capital. Mm. Tracy had capital being, you know, a, from the a, league. a successful NBA right. player from the league. And he put money with me. Mm. Like, right now, I want to do this. He said, not only do I want to do this, but I want to teach all these NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball guys and athletic entertainers how we retain mm. our earnings, right? And that meant something to me. I was like, what? He said, right, we're all going broke. Yeah. So how do we retain our earnings and get educated and understand how we get these guys now to own these type of stuff and now our social impact, mm -hmm. we can hire more people, right, right. right? So my why was to build something along with Tracy and partners to understand now how do we really give this back, mm -hmm. right? How do we educate everybody on how it works? The athletes got a lot of liquidity. We, can own, we really could own the United States seriously mm -hmm. with the liquidity, right? But how do we do this and how mm -hmm. are we effective with it? Then how you help other people get to the next level? So my giving back was to build pen which is x and o's mm -hmm. athletes understand x and o how to run their play got it how do we run this play for all Reason these for young people right there you go. <laughs> <laughs> i get y'all secret sauce right now. <laughs> take us through your background dean i know bermuda yeah so i most people don't know this about me but i i spent the first 10 years of my career in food service mm -hmm. i worked in hospitality so I was able to, I was fortunate enough to work for the likes of Marriott. I worked for Fairmont Hotels and I worked for Pizza Hut and Wendy's. So I had that background. And what really kicked it off for me was when computers, this is back in um, the early 90s when computers were just catching wind <laughs> as far as how they could improve or we start transforming the hospitals right. in Bermuda. Um, how they could improve how we worked and how we served our um, the patient community. The experience. Yeah, the experience. And um, I, IBM was brought in as the consultants to do the project. And the consultant came in and came into my department and started asking me a whole lot of questions. That's I was what like, consultants wait a minute. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. They collect and return. Right. Yeah. You're asking me how I would do this? Right. I'm giving you the answers. And they, I'm like, okay, I'm on the wrong side of the equation. Right. And that's when I started really digging deeper into, okay, this business process and figuring out how processes work and break them down so you can digitize them. Mm. Right. And that's when I figured out, hey, 
I need to get it back into the tech industry. Yeah. And that's how I, I, I got on my, my tech journey. And I've been blessed. I've, I mean, I've worked for some of the largest companies in the world. Yep. I've worked for Cisco Systems. Yeah. I've worked for IBM. I've, I've done a Microsoft. Yeah. I've done, I did a stint at Infosys trying to get yeah. my Indian shops around development yeah. um, and financial services. You know, I supported that industry for, for three years. And I'm considered a cross-sector um, consultant, yeah. right, for, for, for lack of a better word. But, you know, you understand how all of this stuff is interconnected and how mm -hmm. each one of these companies or services or industries are dependent on each other, right? Banks are dependent on yeah. all of us, right. Yeah. right? So understanding that and helping the startups that I work with on a daily basis understand that old model as well, right? And it's, it's been a blessing. Awesome. I, I love what I do, and I love mentoring yeah. on top of that. No, he's one of the first brothers I met in tech in Dallas. So uh, oh, Okay, well, you guys you, first came here, right? Yeah, we're the grandfathers in the industry now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll share a little nugget with you, too. See, you remember I was telling you one thing? There's two things you got to have, access to capital mm -hmm. or access to contracts. The reason you got to have access to capital because you can't afford somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can't afford them, I'll get no capital. <laughs> so, and uh, we're getting close to wrapping up, okay. but if you could give uh, the industry, uh, whether it's a company or individual, uh, trying to contribute uh, especially when it comes to brown and black people, you know, making a difference, you know, how do they get engaged? What would you tell them to do? Well, uh, first of all, I'll tell any, any business or individual, cause you know, now you got the young untapped entrepreneurs, right? Gain as much knowledge as you can from the Eds of the world, from mm -hmm. the deans of the world, from the Rodney's of the world, right? We've been out here, we've been doing it for a long time and we are serious and we're passionate about it. Or find the right the right social platforms, mm -hmm. you know, that's really educating you on business, you know, really the access to capital or contracts, all the other stuff. It may not be necessary because you said, "Hey, I got a business, and this is what I'm creating, this is what I'm building, this is what I'm doing." You're gonna have to gain access to capital at mm -hmm. some point, or you're gonna have to gain access to contract. But also, like when you're working in this capacity, get to know the banks. Right. You gotta get to know the people at these banks, even though I know it changes out a lot. But relationships and attitude will take you a long way if you just open your mouth and talk about it. Right. But understand what you're asking for, right? That kind of stuff. So I'll tell everybody, education is key to, to get in this game. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Dean, any last words before yeah. we close here? What I would like to add on top of what Rodney just said is embrace the influencer model. Yeah. You know, these corporations have done it for many years, right? They would bring in someone, uh, an athlete or a movie star or some political figure to come in and inspire the sales force, right? Mm -hmm. Or inspire the entire company. And leveraging that, that whole mechanism and those relationships can help de-risk. We talked about de-risking mm -hmm. yeah. um, opportunities, right? And to me, that, gives, that puts everybody's mind at ease and gives a comfort level by embracing the influencer model. And, and I think what Rodney has hit on before I got over here, mm -hmm. I, I knew it was a good thing. You know, because I saw it in in operation through companies like the Microsofts and the IBMs, right? Got so, a bigger check. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to see it working, right? And it's like, okay, if we tweak it here, like he's done, this is what it can be. So I'm I, I'm looking forward to the future because it's great. No. 
So audience, I hope you appreciated this discussion, brothers. I enjoyed the discussion. I think it could go on and on. It's deeper levels of what we're talking about here. But again, it's about how do you have an impact on our communities, right? And I think you guys are doing a great job. I hope our audience uh, enjoyed the discussion and there'll be more like this. So signing off for today and until we meet next time, be blessed.